Maybe you should start, not no, me. Nobody wants to hear me start this. She, she <clears throat> turns on her NPR voice. Get ready. Okay. I don't know if I have an NPR voice, but you don't need it. She, you don't she, need she, it. she okay. takes care of it for us. Mm-hmm. Great. You're you're welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> She wanted to say all right. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to say okay, but I feel like that's just... Okay, so. Okay, so. I say that a lot, too, and I'm trying not to. Welcome to the 42nd episode of the My College Story podcast. I am Miranda Davis. And I'm Brian Motto. And we have another, a special teacher tell-all today. A very special. A very special one with Miss Bircher. Woo-woo. Welcome, Miss Bircher. Thank you. This is not in my wheelhouse, so y'all are welcome for me getting out of my comfort zone. <laughs> there you go. It's just a conversation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. We're just here to chat about you all right. and all your wisdom and knowledge. Oh, See, I told you, though, it would have been better with the dogs. Yeah. It would have been. Like yeah. mo- emotional support animals. Yes. Yes. That's but then we'd hear. <laughs> yes, we would hear in the, the gunny background. and the gracie mm-hmm. and, yeah. It's better if they're not. There. And Brian would have been distracted. Hardcore. Yes. Yeah, no, I would, I would have. <laughs> or he would have left. Gunny yeah. and Gracie need to go outside. Yeah. And Brian would be out. And there goes Brian. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well. All right. Why are we talking to Sharon, Brian? Because she's awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, okay. So, Miss Bircher has been here for a little bit of time. And unfortunately minute. for us, she is moving on next year to retirement. And so we figured we needed to talk to her and, yeah. and get wisdom from her. And Gain... record it forever. Yes. Yeah. Wisdom is another word for she's getting old, right? <laughs> no. Not are you? Oof. I think it is. I think it is. Okay. Experience. Yeah. Experience. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. So Sharon, tell us how long you've been at All Saints. 18 years is what Mm -hmm. the business office says. (laughs) I couldn't um, probably, like, from year to year tell you how many years I'd been here. Um, But I tried to backtrack, like, what what was it? What was happening 18 years ago? I was at home. Um, um, Blake was nine years old. Um, I had been been at home. I had taught at Gorman uh-huh. for a couple of years. And before that, after I got out of A&M, out of A&M, I had been at Plano. So, yeah, I was I was at home, and Mr. Edgman called me up, and then the 18 years started. It was completely not planned, um, but definitely was what I was supposed to be doing. So, yeah. 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 And this is the My College Story podcast, uh-huh. and we didn't say <clears throat> oh, you are right. a Texas A&M graduate. I am. And strangely, I don't really know why I chose chemistry, but like I got a straight up chemistry degree from A&M and it was hard. And I don't really know in hindsight why I did it, but I'm glad I did it. <laughs> um, it makes me a better teacher to have like gone through some of those really terrible, awful classes. But yeah, chemistry major, Texas A&M. I knew the whole time I wanted to teach. Um, I had a great chemistry and physics teacher in high school. Mm -hmm. And so I think like looking back down the pipe, that's probably why I did it because I loved her and she was so impactful to me that for whatever reason, I like, that's the track I chose. Cause okay. Hmm. I don't want you to take this offensively. But like when you picture a chemistry teacher, (laughs) Sharon Bircher is not the picture that I see. No, absolutely not. There's a funny Curtis, there's a funny Curtis story to this. Curtis was in insurance for a long time. And, um, you know, inevitably when you meet people, you go to conferences or like, oh, well, what does your wife do? And he always was like kind of shrink and be like, she's a chemistry teacher. And then he would follow up like, but she doesn't really like, she's not like really a chemistry teacher. I'm like, well, yes, I <laughs> am. But he was mean? going toward that point of like the visual image that uh-huh. most people are like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, like the, yeah. Like the hermit in yes. the lab coat. Like yes. The, meh, meh. Yes. Yes. So Curtis, every time he went to meet somebody else, he'd be like, I had to explain that, yes, my wife is a chemistry teacher, but she's really very normal. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I say that, and the chemistry teacher I had in high school was very similar to you, yeah. which is bizarre that I think like something way out and left. I know. Field, but it's just like stereotypical. Now, the one that came after that teacher when she retired was a stereotypical <laughs> chemistry teacher, but I did not have that person. Yep. Yep, but I like that. I like being like, okay, she's normal. She's yeah. That makes maybe chemistry not as scary for the kids. There so, you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. I feel like a lot of them like chemistry because of you, not because of the content. I would Agreed. say. Agreed. Yeah, because I'll have kids that say, like, I hate 
your class, Miss Bertrand, mm-hmm. and then I'll get the sad face. And they're like, oh, no, 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 but I love you. <laughs> like, oh, it's just well, what okay. what you have to teach us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a lot of them don't like the content, but they tolerate me, which I guess, you know, that's a compliment. So. <laughs> so what's been your biggest challenge in those 18 years? Or I some think, challenges, maybe. I think it's like it hover. everything that I struggle with, really, like in life and in school, involves time. Mm-hmm. And that I feel like I never have enough of it, or I didn't use my time wisely, or I spent too much time on this and should have been doing that. So um, even now, as an older, like, at a, you know, getting out of the game um, teacher, I still struggle with, I need to spend more time on that, or arguing with myself. No, I don't. That's mm-hmm. done. Like, that is good enough. I don't need to invest any more energy or time in that. Early on when I was teaching, um, I didn't have a lot of teaching behind me, but I also, when I started All Saints, I had Blake and Lauren who were little kids, mm-hmm. and I had been at home with them. I had been of the mindset of, like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I do all the things, and then when I shifted to, like, okay, I have these young kids, and I'm teaching. It was part-time at that point, um, and so it was just managing the time mm-hmm. of, like, I used to have a perfect home, and I used to have dinner and all the things and groceries, and it, it was all done. <laughs> And then when you spend, you know, four hours up here wanting to do a good job, spending time on school, but then also wanting the perfection at home, that was a struggle. And Mm -hmm. I got better and better at it um, as we went along. And and I also shifted into the mom who was like, you two got to learn to do how to do your laundry and Mm y'all got to fix your lunches. And, you know, looking back, like, that was great Mm because they went to school, like they went to college knowing how to do laundry and being able to like fix a meal. And that might not have happened mm-hmm. had I not gone back to work. I might've still been, you know, very and very enabling mom. And that would have been to Blake and Lauren's detriment. So yeah, it, it's time. And like mm-hmm. being stressed about time and worried about time and just hassling myself over not getting everything done that I thought was important. So, but I've gotten better at it as I've gotten older and wiser. So, so we can improve because everything you just described is uh-huh. what Allison and I are knee deep in right now, or really neck deep in. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. where are we going to be tonight? Who's going where? Who's yeah. fixing dinner? I mean, it's just yeah, one Yeah, just covering the other, all the bases right? and making things great and wonderful for your children really mm-hmm. is why you're doing that. Because you could totally be like, y'all aren't going to practice today because I'm tired. Yeah. You still try to do it, and y'all are like healthy eaters and fitness people, and so you have to find time for like good food and exercise, and yeah, it, it does get easier. It's amazing how much still does though fall through the cracks because yeah. it's going. You, you you get home, and I know for us, I get home and I look around, and <laughs> I would really love things to be a little bit tidier or yeah. things like that, and it's like, well, you know what? That's just not mission critical right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly, Absolutely. and that's I mean a lot of the pre questions that y'all asked. It I went to the point of like. You just have to focus on what's important mm-hmm. and not really get too worried about like my house is a disaster zone, but the kids are happy and we're healthy and we did some fun things today as a family and the other stuff you're like, meh, it just has to, you just have to let it go, mm-hmm. which is hard sometimes for like teacher personality people. I think we want all the things to be high achieving. And so I've learned that as I've got older too, just to like, yeah, let some things just fall off the plate. There you go. Yep. I feel like that answers the other question as well. What's our next question? The knowing what yeah. you know now, what advice would you give yourself before you began working? Yeah, I did. I, 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 when I was thinking about that one, it was, um, to just try to identify what's really important and something, I don't remember when it happened or who said this to me. I kind of think it was like, it was way back when Curtis and I were just first married and we were at like a conference or a Bible study or something. And it was talking about like how to make life easier and how just to not feel like you're struggling all the time. And it was, I'm not going to quote it verbatim, but it was something to the effect of like, figure out what your God-given like talent or ability is. Mm -hmm. And usually you figure that out by what's fun and what are you good at and what doesn't stress you out because God doesn't want you to like be freaked out and stressed and, and worried about stuff all the time. He gives you a set of skills to like, you need to go do this because I'm telling you, I've put you together to go do this. Mm -hmm. And so if you find yourself like struggling and things aren't going well, well, you're probably not using your wheelhouse. And so, um, I think like that question about 
before I started working here, I had figured out like, I'm a good teacher. Like I, I am patient. I think it's fun. And so this is not going to be hard. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably why I've like lasted as long as I have. <laughs> and, and truly like if life, if our life situation was different, I'm, I'm not quitting because I don't think I can do it anymore. Mm-hmm. We just have to shift and we want to get close to our kids and a future grandbaby and older parents. And so it's just what we've had, what we have to do. But I still think I have it in me mm-hmm. because I think it's how I've been made mm-hmm. to do. And it, it, sometimes it's like, it makes me mad and kids make me mad and, you know, parents can be crazy, but I still think like, it's not hard for me to teach. Yeah. So. There you go. Um, let's see if I have anything else. I have things written down. Miranda's laughing at me. Like, <laughs> are you going to read your answers? I'm like, no, I'm not. I just need to be prepared. I'm a teacher. Um, yeah. So the other thing that I was thinking about there is, is really like, you really have to pay attention to people. Like, the people that you work with and the people that you teach and your parents, like you're not my parents, but like the kiddos' parents, um, and not get so hung up on like the things and the grades and like the processes and all the things you have to do with teaching because bottom line, I mean, I want the kids to learn. I want them to be happy. Maybe they don't learn chemistry, um, but maybe they learn something by mm-hmm. being in my class. So just pay attention to the people around you, the people you work with, the people you serve. And the moms and the dads out there. There you go. Words of wisdom. Yes. Yes. I should write a book, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Please. (laughs) Tell all. The tell all memoir from Mm -hmm. the chemistry department. Mm -hmm. That would be good. It would be good. (laughs) So not only have you been, though, a teacher and a coach and a little bit of everything, National Honor Society sponsor, and I'm sure I'm missing a whole boatload of other things that you've done, but you've also been a parent of two All Saints graduates and two Aggie graduates. Mm-hmm. And I'm the mother-in-law of another All Saints graduate. You That's are. Like true. Three, right? I mean, I didn't yeah. even think about that. Sorry, yeah. Matt. Yeah, I feel like he counts. Well, he does. I think Matt counts. Shout in out to Matt. Yep. Matt puts up with Lauren, so we got to give him those points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shots fired, mm-hmm. Lauren. Right. Um, all right. So, okay. So what was the biggest, what was your biggest challenge as a parent raising high schoolers and how did you handle some of those challenges so i back this up to say like middle school was so much worse than high school (laughs) they were blake and lauren and all their friends they were just nuts in Uh middle school so i felt like once they got to high school i was like oh thank god because you knew how to handle we're out of middle school yeah Yeah. um and i had been dealing with high school kids here Uh you know before blake got here so really like high school was a relief when they both got here and they were two years apart. So, you know, I had both of them in high school, two years apart. Lauren was a freshman. Blake was a junior. We shifted up. I had both of them, sophomore, senior. Um, so I had two years when they were both in my world. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge of raising them as high schoolers, and this goes to everybody, not just as a teacher or parent, um, just help them make good decisions. Don't as a parent, try to make the decisions for them. Um, and just to be ready, like they're going to fail. They're going to do stupid things as high school kids. And, and then just like be ready to deal out the consequences fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake and Lauren were not angels in high school, but Curtis and I really tried to like play the what if game. Like, well, if you do that, this is going to happen. But if you do this, then that's going to happen. And I, I feel like they use that as they got older to kind of play out, okay, this is choice A, this is choice B. And they ended up like being really good decision makers as, as young adults, not perfect again, but I think as we modeled that while they were in high school, just to like, you know, what are your options? Like, how's this going to go? How's this going to play out before you Mm -hmm. act upon it? So just that, like you got to think about things. Mm-hmm. Don't just be so impulsive. Um, so that that was a challenge, just like guiding them, but not just laying down the law and being super black and white with them. So yeah, okay, and good. And to love them. I mean, I I think love covers a whole lot, mm-hmm. um, even when they're not lovable. Like you <laughs> even know, if you don't like them, if, you have to yeah, love them. <laughs> you just you just got to love them and pray for them and. You know, looking back at it, like it was fine. They they got through it. We got through it, and and they're they're good people now. 
So we used to, when I worked at Father Ryan High School in Nashville, we used to have a former dean of students at the University of Tennessee come and do a parent program for uh, our parents of graduating seniors. And the one piece of advice he always gave them was to make sure your child knows that you love them and that they're always welcome in your house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he, he said that was so important because he would watch kids who mm -hmm. had some sort of a falling out or just, you know, maybe not the best home life, but, um, the ones who rebelled, but who still knew they were loved and always welcome home they somehow worked it out. They got were, it. yeah, they were always able to work it out. Yeah. And so I thought, always thought that was great advice. Yeah, I agree. So, and sometimes it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want to not love them. And, and I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm like, sorry I'm laughing, but even yeah. as like little people, yeah. like, yes. you know, Brian, you have oh. little people and you want to just be like, you're making me crazy, but. I mean, and you also just have to rely on like, okay, I, I can't love them, but I can probably like ask God to help me love them and for him to love them through me. So yeah, love's a big deal with, with our family. Yeah. All right. So what advice, so you've had two that have gone off to college. Yep. What advice, and you work, you work with a lot of seniors and their fams. Um, but so what advice would you give those parents who are about to have some students go off to college? It's kind of the same thing as like parenting them through high school, except you really have to step further back, mm -hmm. I think. Um, Curtis and I gave Blake and Lauren a pretty fair leash in high school, and then it was much longer um, mm -hmm. in college. And granted, they were at A&M, so they weren't, su they weren't super far away, like distance-wise, and we you know, saw them often. And so we, we had some checkpoints with them, but, um, again, like we set expectations, we set standards and, um, then we just kind of let them go. We didn't overmanage them. We tried to stay in communication with them and like, how's it going, but not just be like right up in their business. Mm -hmm. Um, Lauren was better at like, sh you could tell when she needed a little extra help. Blake was probably stereotypical boy college kid. He was like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm going. Leave me alone. I'm free. Yeah. Um, so he was, he was a little harder to like kind of know what was going on. Um, but again, just like try not to be right on top of them, give them impartial advice and play the like, well, if you do this, what's going to happen? And if you do that, what's going to happen? And really make them like think through things mm -hmm. and not just give them the answer of like, well, if I were you, this is what I would do. Mm -hmm. because Lauren probably would have been like, okay, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And then Blake would have been like, okay, that's what I'm not doing. <laughs> and so we, we always exactly tried, yeah. Yeah. we <laughs> always just tried to, you know, just give them options about how to, how are you going to think about this? How are you going to deal with this? So, and be ready. Like, um, they're going to have some struggles like college and being away from home is a struggle. And you got to go through it. Mm -hmm. And and our kids, thankfully, like they both came through very different struggles. And again, like they're great humans, probably mm -hmm. by the luck of the world, the grace of God, whatever you want to say. But um, you know, they got through it. Yeah, they're still kicking. Yeah, they are. They are. All right. So once the kids went off. Did the worries, did the, so, I mean, you've, you've talked about it a little bit, but the, did the worries go away? Um, how did you help them through that? And I think you've talked about it really. Mm -hmm. It was just giving them those options, yeah. um, to think through things, but, yeah. uh, d did the worries change? Did the worries go away? Did you and Curtis just party? No, I mean, we were, we were really honestly like happy being empty nesters, um, but they are, they also were not very far away and they, mm -hmm. we knew that they were together in college station. Um, but no, the worries didn't go away. They shifted and, um, you had to have a little more like blind faith that it's going to be okay. Like, we're not sure what they're doing and they're not talking so much to us right now, but it's going to be okay. Um, and again, like when they, when they had problems, we tried not to just jump in and fix it. And okay, well, I'm sorry that's happened, but what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to handle this? And some of it, you just were like, well, you did that to yourself. Yeah. You got to go figure that out. And other things were, you know, just life and struggles and things that happened. But still, we tried not to just do it for them mm -hmm. and fix it and make it right and make it perfect. Because especially by being a teacher, like, you know, 
that kids grow and people grow by struggling Mm -hmm. and it's not fun and sometimes there's tears and screaming and throwing things and all that but at the end of it you'll still get better and so Mm -hmm. I feel like as a teacher and as a parent you just can't do it for them Mm -hmm. because they'll miss the learning Mm -hmm. if you just come in and just play Superman and fix it all so no the worry does not go away and the worry even like now after they're through college it still doesn't I don't I don't know that and I know you're not supposed to worry, but like your concern or your want for them to like be successful and be okay mm-hmm. and, you know, thrive in their career and be happy. So, and right now, like they are, they're, they're friends, Caitlin, Blake's wife and Lauren are good friends. Blake and Matt hang out together. So, I mean, we're just like counting our lucky stars mm-hmm. that it's such a great, everything is so great for them right now. And that we get invited to come see them and they want us to be around and granted we pay for dinner and other things, but you know, it seems like <laughs> they, incentive. yeah, I mean, they like us right now. Uh-huh. So, so as Mr. Cabo, says, you guys have been, you and Curtis have been rehired as consultants now, uh-huh. right? I love how Mr. Cabo uh-huh. puts that, right? That, that at some point they're going to they get rid of you, you <laughs> but then they're going to rehire you as that consultant. Yeah, yeah. I feel so. like there's other incentives. They're going to rehire her as a babysitter. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I something hope. tells me you're going to be okay with that. I am going to be okay with that, <laughs> 100%. Curtis was trying to uh, like map out our summer and our fall, and you know he's very much like a Google Calendar guy, and he's like, okay, well, you know, here we're going to go to Colorado, and then here I'm going to do bike race, and then I'm like, uh, uh, excuse me, you need to put some Harley time in there for me because uh-huh. the baby, will the baby, be- I need to hold the baby. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, when yeah. the baby do? Uh, Mid June, June twentieth. Yeah, so it's yeah. summer's gonna, not going to be all in Colorado. If no. the dogs need a place to stay, I know a good place in Tyler. <laughs> Called I'm drive Gunny and Gracie back. No, no, okay. <laughs> they're going to learn how to behave around the baby. Is what they're going to do. Please videotape <laughs> oh, that. CrossFit. Yeah. But you see all those golden retriever videos, it. like they're yes. evidently like really good with so, babies. So maybe they can come now and get some training with kids. <laughs> Oh, okay. You see what I'm doing? Uh-huh. I'm sure. trying. I'm trying hard. Because <laughs> you need yeah. more chaos at your house, uh-huh. right? Well, the rule in the motto house right now is we have two dogs, right? If there's a third dog, I'm leaving. There's no Brian. But see, if you just loan us your dogs, then it's not the we same. know they're going back, so but it's it's okay. Don't you think that that'll be reason for Allison to be like, see how well it went with Ooh. two more dogs? Yeah, oh, don't think gosh. about that. Just throw one in there and it'll no. be way better. No, no. See, you gotta, you gotta think it all out, Brian. Do the it. what if. What if? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. and y'all know that like baby Harley is dropping into a family of five dogs and two cats. Oh, <laughs> right? That's right? a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, so man. don't go there, Brian. Don't yeah, do no, it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. So when we go, let's talk about students, advice for some students. Okay. So what advice would you give to seniors about to head off to college? You know, I think that our kids think that All Saints has been hard and like, oh, we just have to study and we have AP exams and all the things. And I think they don't, they can't understand how it's going to shift and like, it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. No matter where you go to school, the shift, the living away from home, things change, mom and dad aren't aren't around. So just like get your mind ready that it's going to be hard and you're Mm going to have to work. And some of you have coasted and your natural ability has gotten you through All Saints with really not having to work to your capacity. Mm -hmm. And you're probably going to have to hit your capacity um, at college. So just be ready to ready to work, be ready to be challenged. Um, And I think part of it's not just like the the school, like the class content. It's just the class content plus figuring out like. Doing your own laundry and figuring yes. out how to feed yourself yes. and getting to where you need yeah. to be and remembering yeah. to wake up in the morning. Right. Like and and being like nervous about all these new people and all these new things and mm-hmm. do I do this or do I do that? And there, it's just a lot. Like that mm-hmm. sounds like kind of a, kind of a, I don't know, flippant statement, but like it's a lot. Mm-hmm. College is a lot. <laughs> so when, when we're on tours, the, the one question I always ask is to to the tour guide mm-hmm. what was the biggest adjustment you had between high school and college and there's part of me that is always like oh there's going to be something you know some novel am- amazing new. Yeah. yeah something new nope it time almost management. always is time management mm-hmm. yeah just everything you just talked about mm-hmm. 
Because there's and, so uh, many choices. So. Mm-hmm. Some of them are good choices. Some of them are bad choices. Because and... I think a lot of the times, like, our kids, like, they do they do great in class. Like, the classes are good, especially that first year. Because, <clears throat> like, what we've done here has prepared them for oh, that. Yeah. And they're good at that. But it's all of that time managing. Like, they don't have us going, okay, don't forget, Monday mm-hmm. is this and Tuesday is this. And mm-hmm. you go to class these times. Like, mm-hmm. you have to make sure you mm-hmm. go to class. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And I'm not saying, I, I don't mean to say, like, that the class content is yeah, hard yeah, in yeah. college. Because like you said, I mean, I have so many kids who especially come out of AP chemistry and they're like, Miss Bridger, freshman chemistry, what a joke. I had already seen (laughs) all of that. I was helping all my friends. They didn't know what they were doing. I had seen it already. And so I feel like, yeah, we do. All Saints does a good job of like, you're academically ready, Mm -hmm. but it's just all the other Mm -hmm. things that that you get thrown at, thrown at you. Um, What was the other thing I was thinking about with seniors? Oh, Um, And it's kind of a two-sided coin. I think kids either go off to school and they just drop everybody in Tyler, Texas. They put their parents behind them and they're like, "Mm, and I'm not going to talk to those friends anymore. I'm done with them. I'm going off, especially kids that go far, far away. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make all new friends. I'm starting over. And then you have the other kids who are like, mm, I'm just going to stay with my little my little people, my little senior All Saints friends. So I think there needs to be like a hybrid of that. You do need to go meet new people and um, like you need to meet your professors and mm-hmm. you need to find adults on campus and wherever you are to like, you're my new advisor. You're mm-hmm. my new Miss Davis. You're mm-hmm. my new Mr. Motto. I'm going to need people in my life that are going to help me. But mm-hmm. then the same breath you know, they can still call you guys. They can yeah. still reach back toward Tyler to their parents and their old friends. And so just to like not completely disconnect one way or the other and rely on new people to support you, but then realize you still have your old peeps yeah. at home and your family. And you just got to find that balance of don't go too far one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Like it. Agreed. Yeah. Like it. So thinking about the juniors who are just now getting ready to start going through uh, the, the admission, the actual admission process, the formal process. Mm-hmm. What, what advice would you give them as they're starting? Having seen, what have I seen? Two, two or three college advisors in 18 years. Yeah. So Miss Fong was before me. And, and then, that's the only one I knew. So yeah. two, two chiefs in y'all's department, like the all saints process works. It's a well-oiled machine. And so if kids will just do what you tell them to do when you tell them to do it, it works. Mm-hmm. And it may not, like, they may have a preconceived idea at the front of the process, well, I'm going to go here. And, okay, well, I'll do all the things that they're telling me to do. But as they go through y'all's process, they figure out, oh, that's not the right college choice for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going through all these things and thinking through my essay questions and writing and, oh, that's not what I need to do. And so to go through y'all's process, but then also not to just get so tunnel vision that they're like, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get through this process and it's still going to work out how I want it to. Like be open-minded and be willing to like go off the path and maybe you end up somewhere that you didn't really think you were going to at the end. But I do think 100% college advising process at All Saints is very good. Like, just follow the process. So, boop, boop, five stars for y'all. <laughs> we didn't um, pay to say that. Uh-uh. And the other thing I was I was thinking about there is, like, really, like, check in with yourself. And if mm-hmm. a school, like, feels right, then it might be. And if you go somewhere and you're like, wow, like, I just didn't feel it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see myself being here. And I didn't see or meet anybody that I clicked with to, like, trust how you feel about a school, not just what's on pencil and paper and not that like, well, I want that degree from that school because you got to live there and you got to breathe there and you got to be with those people for four years. So mm-hmm. I, that sounds kind of like mushy gushy, but you got to feel like you belong at that place. It's the gut feeling. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. Oh, you do? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm repeating. Yeah. Well, no, but hearing it from somebody other than us is great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and we do, we say if, if you get on campus and there's just yeah, something you look around and it just right. doesn't feel like home, then yeah. you got to listen to that. Yeah. I think we've had a couple of those this year. They're like, you know, I wasn't really feeling it. But then when I got there, I was like, this feels right. Yeah. It feels good. Like there were things that they did and par- things they were participated in. They're like, 
that's what convinced them was the, yeah. like that gut feeling and the feeling of being wanted or yeah. the feeling of like this, these are my people. This mm-hmm. is my place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I, I agree. Yep. All right. So for your, the bebe freshmen, the little bebes and, and sophomores really. Freshmen yeah. Is there, they're kind of on the, the beginning, early in high school, the beginning right? edge of it. Yeah. Um, what little nugget of advice you have for One them? of the things that Curtis and I have always talked about, about why we're thankful that our kids um, went, to all, went to All Saints um, is because I don't think that Blake and Lauren would have had all of the opportunities that they had to do here at other schools. Mm-hmm. They would have had to have really like either gotten in like the athletic lane or gotten in the academic lane or decided that they were only going to do this thing at mm-hmm. a bigger high school. And both Blake and Lauren did all sorts of things at mm-hmm. All Saints because they could, because it was available, because our, the way our school runs, it's set up for like, you can be a fine arts kid and you can be in the play and you can be a star tennis player and you can do it. You mm-hmm. will help you figure out like how to do all these things. Granted, like, you know, they didn't become a college athlete, but Blake and Lauren both loved athletics mm-hmm. at All Saints and like could do what they wanted to if they just put up enough effort to say hey and like Lauren senior cheerleader I'm like yeah that comes to mind you're like huh (laughs) but she did it in her way like she put the Lauren spin on being a cheerleader Blake you know tennis and then he decided I don't think we'll play soccer my senior year okay go do that go do it and just being able to um as a freshman just know that like you can do a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, don't limit yourself. Don't, don't think that like, well, I just, I just can't do that because all things you can't. And that's mm-hmm. one of the great things about this school is that you do have more opportunities to try it and experience it, and you know, just dip your toe in it and see if yeah. it's something that that you would like. Absolutely. Um, the other thing for freshmen, I, I thought of is like, as our house system is kind of getting going, I think it's really cool that you have the opportunity to, you know, you could make a friend with somebody outside of your grade level. And, and, you know, if you shift down to the middle school, like you're kind of contained as a seventh and eighth grade group. And you don't, you don't know those kids that are out on the edges of the grade level. So, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying like, Oh, your best friends should be a senior when you're a freshman. No, that's probably not the best idea, but, but get to know know, like the whole of our school. Like you have opportunities, especially in the house system. Like it's all grade levels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, find some kids that know you don't have class with them and you haven't known them because you haven't been in a four year, you know, group like the upper school is, but just kind of, meet people like it's Mm -hmm. it's not an endless amount of people here you truly could know everyone in the upper school yeah if you made the effort you could have a lot more friends than maybe of different ages than you could at a bigger school so take advantage of that boom okay all right so thinking back to students who have stuck out to you Good or bad, I guess. What are what are some of those characteristics? Let's focus on the good. Yeah. What are what are some of those characteristics that that you have felt helped those students be successful? To me, and I think it's because it like it, it makes me think of like myself is that I see successful students be the ones that have really happy positive attitudes. Like they can take life and just like put a spin on it and like, mm-hmm. well, that is a sad situation and that is a bum deal, but I'm going to get something positive out of that or I'm going to try to be happy even when things, you know, aren't really going great right now. So mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of the kids that I have strong memories of being like a good student is somebody who I knew was struggling, but still was really kind and found things to be happy about. And, um, you know, they came through their struggles gracefully Mm -hmm. they asked for help and they got it and and you know they worked hard um the other thing that that I kind of reflect back to is that thing about they knew what their talents were and they used them Mm -hmm. because we I think we see some kids and you're like man you're so good at that but you're just not using it like that's such Mm -hmm. a waste either they're scared about it or they're not 100% confident that like well, that is my skill. I, I believe that is my skill. And as adults and as people that have like been there, done that, 
I really do try to like encourage kids like, no, you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. Like in chemistry, like, are you sure you're not going to major in chemistry? Because you're really good at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I don't know. I'm like, well, you do have really good analytical skills and you do have really good problem skills. And just helping kids realize like, oh, I am good at that. Mm-hmm. Or like they're a really good athlete and they're kind of like, well, I'll just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But like helping them figure out what their talent is and then, you know, go use it. And I think that always pans out well if you end up using what you're good at. Yeah. And then if we shift and we like, oh, what about those bad kids, quotation marks? Um, I think a lot of it just stems from laziness. Mm -hmm. They know what they should be doing and they just don't do it. Yeah. Like it's not ability um, and it's not that they don't have the opportunity. They're just lazy. Mm-hmm. And that, that when I think of like, oh, the kids that grind my gears, it's the lazy one. Mm-hmm. It just makes me crazy, 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 crazy. Um, you know, they want, they want to take the shortcut. They want the easy way. What's like the least amount of effort that I can apply to the situation? So those are the ones that stick out to me as like getting labeled as the bad kids. Yeah. The lazy ones. And you, yeah, Miss Davis, you have this. Like mm-hmm. when you try to get them to, I mm-hmm. need you to do this, this deadline. Yep. I did, yep. did, did. They're not unable to do it. They just. Absolutely. Yeah. Meh, meh, meh. Like, well, I, I was, Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I and excuses, like kids that make excuses mm-hmm. for things. Because here at the school, like, there's plenty of people to help you. And, and you're just being lazy. Yeah. So, not to end on a bad note, but. Um, no. We're not ending on a bad note. And we don't note. have, you know, and even. I think um, kids that maybe, like, as a group of teachers were like, oh, my gosh, like, how are they ever going to make it through life? You you wait, like, five or six mm-hmm. years, and they've done something fabulous. Yeah. It just takes time for some of them to, like, just ripen up or... Sometimes I think it's the going to college and then not having those people going, like, why haven't you done it? Why haven't you done it? And then they realize, they're like, I gotta oh, my do gosh. That. I... I I know how to do it, and they made me do it by myself. Yeah. No one was helping me do that. I think that's part of it, too, Mm -hmm. is that they know they can be lazy here because we, I mean, we're here to support them. Right. Right. But, yeah, the reality check of college usually is. Yeah. And I wish that I, I wish I could keep tabs on all of the kids, you know, Mm because you hear, like, whatever social circles you're in or just you're connected to a brother or a sister Mm -hmm. or, like, I hear stuff through Blake and Lauren about, you know, kids in their mm-hmm. age range, but I'm sure there's lots of of kiddos that I would have been like, oh man, it's gonna it's gonna be bad for you. And then it turns out okay. Mm-hmm. And I wish I I could hear all of the like flip stories because yeah. I think there's a lot out there that maybe we don't hear. Yeah. So absolutely. All right, what's Good next, stuff. Mr. Mato? What's next? So um so those are all of our questions. <laughs> Yay, I made it Thank through. Thank you. Woo, woo, well woo. you sort of made it through. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're not done yet. Oh, oh, that's not fair because my pay, I don't have anything else on my pay. Yeah, well, oh, you don't need anything else. Okay. You don't need anything else. This is all us. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just sit back. Okay, good. So in 18 years, you've had a lot of impact. You know that, right? Okay. One million children. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> so so we reached out to some. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I know, right? Here's here's why it's fun. So you going first? one of your old friends. Yeah, I'm going to go first. Okay. So... I reached out to Jenny Glenn. Oh, Jenny, my little physics teacher friend. Yeah. And so <laughs> Jenny was here for, I think, with you six years, seven years, something like that. Sounds about right. So she shared this. She said, I joined the All Saints family in the spring of 09. She was young, 25, and only had three years of teaching experience. Okay, I was so in- I'm going to interject. Jenny Glenn joined All Saints at 25. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. Lauren turned 25 yesterday. Oof. So that is a weird, like... For real? Yeah. Lauren is 25. Wow, so that just stuck old. in my mind, like, oh, yeah, she was young. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. So she says, I was initially intimidated, but I knew that I was in the right place when I met Sharon. She sent me a welcome package, invited me to lunch, and made me feel right at home. I was blessed to work at the end of Mewburn for seven foundational treasured years. Sharon's thoughtful guidance, genuine kindness, and steady leadership helped me mold into helped mold me into the educator administrator that I am today. Sharon quickly became more than my department chair, she became my friend. We took care of each other's children and celebrated milestones <laughs> together. 
Sharon has always inspired me to be better, a better teacher, parent, wife, a better person. She's truly one of the best. I can imagine her shaking her head right now, which <laughs> only proves my point more. The All Saints community will not be the same without Mama Bircher. Sharon, thank you for your years of service. We are blessed to have worked with you. Congratulations on your well-deserved next <laughs> chapter. All my love. Sweet Miss Glenn. And she's a great, she's somebody else who like, she has loved and cared for my children mm -hmm. and continues to. Like she's in Houston and they're not in Houston and she still keeps track of Wake and Lauren. So. One of my favorite stories just about Jenny Glenn and her kids and your daughter. <laughs> so Lauren cared for uh, Jenny's kids mm -hmm. and Dawson had, had the babysitter crush. <laughs> And there was yes, one night he where he was, he, what, he was getting ready. Like Lauren's coming over and he went and he had to do his hair <laughs> for Lauren coming in. So, That's so that always, oh, always oh. makes me laugh. So funny. Okay. So this one's from Sarah Phillips. Oh, my friend, my chemistry friend. <laughs> All right. She said, my name is Sarah Phillips and I graduated from All Saints in 2016. I took pre-AP and AP chemistry with Miss Bircher and had such an impact on me that I'm still studying it six years later. Hmm. I graduated from Texas A&M with a BS in chemistry and I'm now working on my PhD at Penn State. Through the classroom and, and being my tennis coach, I learned a lot more than just chemistry from Ms. Bircher, including important life lessons, such as how a diet Dr. Pepper can make any situation better. <laughs> AP Chem was the only class I was actively excited to attend in high school, and that enthusiasm has stayed with me through the long nights of studying an undergrad, excuse me, and any research challenges I face in my graduate work. Miss Bircher is an incredible teacher and an even better person. I can honestly say that I wouldn't be where I am today without her. Congrats to her on her retirement. All Saints is losing one of its all-time greats. Oh, sweet Sarah. Sarah. I know. <laughs> she was such a fun kid. Like, she sticks out to me as one of those kids and people that she knew herself. Mm -hmm. And she was, like, unabashedly like, no. I am Sarah Phillips, and this is what I'm doing. And you could take it or you could leave it, and and she was just going to do her. Mm -hmm. And I think she's stuck with that yeah. her whole – and she's found people that love her as her. And, yeah, I just admire her for, like, she is who she is, and she does life the way she wants to do it. So. Ready for the next one? Sure. Mr. Aston Francis offers <laughs> – <laughs> Mama Bircher has been an incredible friend and mentor to countless students during her time at All Saints. I'm very thankful for her patience in dealing with knuckleheads like me, trying to be funny during chemistry class. She was always willing and available to give advice, but more importantly, just listen to the problems of a high school kid, and I'll always be grateful for that. He was a funny kid, and he can, I love, that's another one that like, because he's been around, you are able to see the end. Mm-hmm you know, result of him that, you know, yeah, you were kind of a, they were all squirrels. I mean, let's just be honest. Like yeah, they're high schoolers. They're high schoolers. They're yeah. squirrely, but he was really squirrely in a fun way. Um, yeah. So it's, it's neat to, he's one of the ones that I have kept up with just because mm -hmm. he's around. Because well, he subs and, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. He's, he has saved me a couple of times in the sub situation. So. All right. So this one has a word in it that I'm going to say wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> so this is from Blake Bingston. Miss Bircher clearly cared about her students as people first. As a good, as good of a teacher of chemistry as she is, wow, like this is just he, okay. As good of a teacher of chemistry as she is, she was a better developer of people. The lessons I learned in my AP chemistry class still serve me well to to this day, even if I don't need to use. Avogadro? Yes. It's not avocado. Anymore. It's not guacamole. <laughs> not avocado. Avogadro's number anymore. <laughs> That's good. Yep. All right. Emily Hegwood shares, Mrs. Bircher's AP chemistry class incited a lasting passion for all things chemistry and science. I'm now in my third year of pharmacy school and often think back to how Mrs. Bircher's teachings, teachings were fundamental in laying the groundwork for my success in this field. Yeah, and she's close to Killing getting it. her yeah, pharmacy. Yeah, she's. I think she's, yeah, she's done. Great. I think she's done this spring. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. She's and Emily was one that that she worked really hard mm -hmm. at school and was super devoted and very systematic. 
and, you know, didn't always make the grades that she wanted to make. And she would come in and like, okay, how do I fix this? How do I do mm-hmm. this? So I don't know that at the end of AP chemistry, I thought that she would continue in science um, just because I thought, wow, she has so, all these other skills and mm-hmm. all these other things. But then as I, I didn't keep in real good touch with her, but I see her every now and then and see her mom and dad. I'm like, yeah, she's devoted to that. And the lessons she learned about, well, that didn't go the way I wanted it to, but I'm going to figure out how to mm-hmm. make that better. I yeah. think she's just continued that. And she's done really well at mm-hmm. UT. I mean, like over exceeded oh, yeah, expectations, mm-hmm. I think. So good for her. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say who this is from at the end because I think it makes it more entertaining. Okay. <laughs> so we can guess or I can I wonder. Like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he knows who it is. So Miss <laughs> Bircher was never afraid to tell me to shut up. And I love that. That alone helped me pave my somewhat quieter path as a young adult now, which everyone is very, very appreciative of. Happy retirement, Miss Bircher. Wishing you all the best in this next chapter. Will Murph. <laughs> yes, because Will Murph is a chatterbox. Uh-huh. And he's not a chatterbox anymore. He's quieter now. Well, he says pave my somewhat quieter path. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Operative word somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he had a way with words for sure. And I feel like he is one of those ones that he didn't love chemistry, but he loved the class. True. Mm-hmm. And didn't go on to be a science kid. He's oh, no. a business he's real, a real estate, estate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But again, like you can learn processes and a way of thinking through any class. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be your major or your future career. So. That's right. I had a, a, a I'm not going to say a name because I might have it wrong, but a kiddo who came out of sophomore chemistry was like, I'm going to do AP chemistry. And I was like, mm, maybe, I don't know, like, is that the best choice for you? And just adamant, adamant, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm like, okay. And so got into AP chemistry and just struggled. And I'm like, I told you so. I told you this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to do it. I'm going to chemical engineering, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay. And then at the, he got, got all the way through the class. Like it was a struggle. There were some like bad grades and tears and, you know, all sorts of struggles and things. And at the end of the year, he wrote me a letter and said, thank you for letting me take AP chemistry. I'm glad I did it. But the lesson I've learned is probably what you knew. I don't need to do this. <laughs> and I thought, okay, but you learned what? How to you, work not through what it. you yeah. weren't going to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was kind of the flip of like, oh, yeah, I want all of y'all to go on and be scientists and mm-hmm. be doctors and whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he thought he wanted to do. But he learned, no, that's not what I want to do. And I, I might be wrong, but I think like just shifted totally. And it was like theater and mm-hmm. like just went way <laughs> well, off, which was yeah. what what we what all saw. Yeah. 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 So there anyway. you go. Yeah. Well, all those right. were sweet notes. There's Two more. more. Oh, oh, no, you gosh. got a couple more. Okay. This is Gabby Bosworth, class of 2014. When I think of All Saints legends, I think of Sharon Bircher. From diligently teaching chemistry to passionately coaching the tennis team to state championships, Mrs. Bircher is the full Trojan package. I had the privilege to be both a student and an athlete for her, and I'm so grateful for her endless time and energy she poured into us. She is one of the most motivating and caring teachers out there, all while making it exciting to learn. I will forever forever treasure the years I got to share with the entire Bircher family at All Saints. Yeah. And that's another one that I have seen her, um, you know, she went to A&M too mm-hmm. and kind of, I think she overlapped, she would have overlapped with Morin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get, mm-hmm. them, I get them all mixed mm-hmm. up. No. No? More Blake. Cambridge is the one that's, no, no, I got to have that backwards. Gabby's, yeah. Gabby's yes. Lauren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm, I know some of her struggles. I know how she like got through high school and college and mm-hmm. I still see her. I see her at Orange Theory some, so when she's back in town. Um, so she's one that I have kept up with and I've loved like, you made it, you did Mm -hmm. it. Like just seeing, seeing them be really great young adults is fun for me. Do you want me to do this one first? Here's another one. It's a recording. We're going to listen to this one. Hi, my name is Nick Booth, class of 2014. Nick. Mrs. Bircher taught me both pre-AP and AP chemistry. Her extremely organized and patient approach to teaching helped me succeed in both my undergraduate studies and career in petroleum engineering. Mrs. Bircher always kindly answered all of my questions, even if I sounded like a broken record. One other thing that I will forever owe her for 
is that she wrapped my bleeding and blistered toes in between oh, tennis matches, so which allowed me to compete in the TAPS district and state tournaments. <laughs> All Saints is losing an absolutely incredible teacher and tennis coach. Oh, I totally forgot about the toes. Oh. And I coached with Andrea, so Andrea uh-huh. was Nick's mom. Mom was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, Sharon, you have to do that. Oh my god like, and they were like fresh feet out of a sock Ew. and a shoe Ew. and i so i got down there and i'm like okay nick just be real still and i think i held my breath and like got him all like bandaged <laughs> yes that was shove this in your shoe and yes exactly i think i had like special i had a special little ziploc that was like these are the things for nick's feet and it happened yeah. often like he was a blistery kind of kid um but yeah and nick was funny he he, for those of us who knew him and taught him, like, super organized and mm-hmm. and really, like, when things weren't organized, it stressed him out um, because he needed things to be very rigid, very black and white. Like, I need a list. He and Brad Robertson, both Brad was the same mm-hmm. way. Like, he had this piece of paper. I remember Brad Robertson, he kept his... Um, like things that he needed to do on a piece of notebook paper that got folded exactly the same way every day and got put in his pocket. Like it was a little bit of a a ritual thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day I like snatched the paper from his desk and we were about to have a war. So he was like, I need you to give me that paper back, Miss Berger. I'm like, what if I don't? No, Miss Berger, seriously, like give me the paper back. And so they were those kids like Uh Brad and Nick that because I do teach in like a – organized like this is what we're going to learn this is how we're going to do it those kind of kids were like i love this <laughs> please yeah. yeah there was just no gray area there was no uh-huh. misconception about well, what do i need to do that or how do i do that and and nick too was one of the ones who he did ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. because he really wanted to make sure are you sure that i know how to do this mm-hmm. are you mm-hmm. sure that this is the way are you really sure I, i'm just checking back are you sure and like yeah yeah i am sure nick yeah, that's his personality, and he just needed that. He needed the, he needed the structure. So well, those are really kind. I have one more. Oh gosh, last one. Okay, okay. This is from Cambridge Bosworth, I'm class of boss. 2011. When I think back to our Sharon Bircher days, I think of passion, commitment, values, and competitiveness. Miss Bircher slash Coach Bircher slash SB <laughs> always pushed us while always being in our court. It was an honor to spend the mornings in Meburn Hall in chemistry class and the afternoons on the tennis court with her. I am forever thankful for the whole Bircher family and our memories with them, not only at All Saints, but then our families together at Texas A&M. Whoop, I'll let you do that. Uh, and back to Tyler again now. Thank you for all for everything you've given to myself, our family, and all of the All Saints community over the years. SB. Oh, I love those. We'll let you have that. Oh, thank you. Those are very kind. I love that. Shout out to Lauren, your yes. daughter, for helping me gather gather some of those. So. Lauren, yeah, and she's yeah, she's she's something else. But mm-hmm. the, both of the kids are. They're just I, I think back to like Blake and Lauren being here at high school and how different mm-hmm. that they were in high school and the different things that they struggled with. And then you know they're different adults, but they're both super successful and happy. So there you go. All of our kids at All Saints like. They can all be that. They mm-hmm. can all have different stuff here and turn out a okay. Yeah. Well, right. Thank you. Thank yes. y'all. That was fun. That was See? funner than I thought it would be. See, <laughs> I tried to convince you, but you didn't believe I me. Oh, it's not my wheelhouse, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, that is the end of today's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you get our notifications when we do do podcasts. It's the busy time of the year, yeah. so we've been a little few and far between, but. Um, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ASES College. And thanks for listening to another episode of My College Story. Tink. Bye. That's it. That's it. Boom. Oh. I've got to go press stop in. Yeah. That was almost on the dot. Said it would take an hour. And it did. Yeah. See, that was okay, wasn't it? That was okay.